I just imagine that there's there's an equal amount of attention uh, put on Anson Mount's hair because um, it's just like this like pit crew where everybody's just like spritzing and curling and and putting yeah. all these different things in there just to just to make sure it's uh it it's on point and uh, and I promise you it is on point the, at all he, times. He's the only guy I've seen that has streaks in silver hair. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is so cool it is such a cool look like he's and, got gray because, hair but it's got streaks in it <laughs> yeah it's and it's and it's like it's like gray hair like in in reverse because mm. it's like instead of um like you were saying it, it it's streaked but it's like it's gray hair streaked with black in it mm. it's like so um so for uh halloween last year I, uh, I I got myself a a yellow sweater and and got myself a a yeah gold pin and, <laughs> and 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 a and a can of of uh, silver stuff put my hair up as high as I could and yeah showed up as uh, as Captain Pike it was pretty cool actually <laughs> uh, uh, folks folks were pretty impressed with it um, it is funny though at my workplace because it's 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 full of casuals. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I have I have friends that I can talk Marvel and DC and comic stuff and all that. But like um, only a couple people are into Trek. Most everybody isn't. So it's like, oh, hey, so you're you're Mr. Spock, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think, no, no. Dr. Spock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot of that. Uh, um, and you know, one guy got it close. One of our sales guys, he's like, uh, Captain Kirk. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, I could see that. I I mean, it's the same color shirt and well, and, and it's kind of interesting because like, especially with me, because like the, the the change isn't that drastic like i shaved my beard and you know i put my hair up and and put a little extra spray in it and really if you look i can't believe we're spending this much time talking about it before before we get going but if you look at like a like a 360 panorama it's Mm. it's predominantly gray up front and but still dark in the back he's got like a jay leno thing going on yeah very much so. so leno had like white hair and then he had a black for ages and ages. Then he had like this black spot right at the front, and then the all the back of his head was black. Exactly. Like, in those, yeah. like I mean, now he's all white hair, but he's old now. Like I'm talking when he was, when it was the 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 Leno Letterman, you know, oh, every sure. night. Oh yeah, like like, the, like in the nineties, late nineties kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Leno had, as we said, so I know someone. Who was it? Someone went on his show, some comedian, and was like, you're the strangest. He goes, I mean this with all due respect, but he's like, you're the strangest looking human being on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're not, like, he goes, I don't mean to, he's like, I'm not saying you're bad looking. It's just, you just, yeah. He's like, you got black hair at the front and the back, and then (laughs) all the rest of it's white. Yeah. The chin and the big head. Yeah. Well, it turns out he's just a Transformers animated character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, welcome back to Mike Cyber Radio. I am your host. We're heading back to Star Trek Land. We're uh, we're going to explore the final frontier, and we are talking about Star Trek: Colon Strange New World Season Two. 
and uh, uh, joining me for this adventure into the final frontier. I apparently the only friend of his that's into Star Trek. We've got the uh, he's the the host of the Unfunny Nerd Tangent. He's a member of the Steel Cage. He's the co-creator and the co-writer of Transformers Reanimated, and he's beaten the skins for Seven Day Weekend. It is the one and only Captain Boomerang, Greg Tansley. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm back. We're ready to go where we've been so many times before. <laughs> it feels that way. I mean, because really, when when we talked about uh, Picard season three, it seems like at least a third of that conversation was Strange New Worlds adjacent. Because like we yeah. had we had kind of talked mm-hmm. about you know kind of what our hopes and dreams were for the for the uh, then upcoming season and kind of reflecting on the season that was and kind of comparing and contrasting with uh, with Picard. And then really kind of like the state of the union of Star Trek as regard to what's happening on Paramount Plus with uh, with kind of the the multifaceted universe they've created that doesn't exist on broadcast television between Star Trek Discovery, Lower Decks, <laughs> uh, Picard and and uh, and Strange New Worlds, which still blows me away. It is it is fascinating to me that there is a thriving um uh star trek uh content machine that doesn't exist on traditional television i I just i just find that very very weird because even i mean it's different here obviously we Mm -hmm. just got whatever you guys well we got uh our free years ago when star trek was on tv uh like next gen and deep space nine and voyager they would be on like free to air TV here, but obviously they were just our channels didn't marry to yours. There were mixes and, and matches, you know what I mean, right? Um, uh, but I think from from hearing it then that I don't know if it was Voyager or Deep Space Nine, but one of them launched a channel over there. From what I understand, like a, uh, here, yeah, it was it was yeah. UPN, the United Paramount Network, and that and that's right. kind of what they used to springboard Voyager. Yep, yep. Paramount launched an entire network based on like this unnetworked syndicated programming. Mm-hmm. Very odd, and and basically, if I if I remember the chronology here in America, basically UPN. Uh, merged with the the WB, which was the network that launched like Smallville and other like Warner Brothers adjacent mm-hmm. stuff, and then that's what has become the CW as we know now, home of like the Arrowverse and okay. and Super and no natural. shortage of like teen yeah. angst type of type of stuff. So that's I, I think that's the loose chronology for us. So. Like next, so when Next Gen came out, what, where was that? Was that just on network TV or? That was on syndicated television. So basically, like here, uh, where I live, it was, I believe, it was on our f- local Fox affiliate. So that's so not it, cable. No. See, no, that, that was, we had yeah, free to air TV. TV. We had free to air TV until about 94, 95, mm. and then it was cable. And then. And now there's free to air, there's cable, and there's streaming services. Got so, it. Yeah, syndicated, but we don't sort of have that. 
Got it. Uh, and from from what I understand, I've never really had that. Just mm-hmm. we would just have repeats of stuff all the time, you know. Like, oh, let's get smart again, you know. Like, it's what's on at five thirty before the news. Mash. stuff like that gotcha but yeah no one then once cable came out it was just like yeah like and and now i don't even watch anything on free to air now oh really so so most of the local content and all the local stuff is now is um used to always be cop shows Mm -hmm. and doctor shows <clears throat> that was pretty much what we would do all the time, and and like soap operas, so obviously Neighbours, Home and Away, that stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and then now it's all just like reality. So, like we have our version of The Bachelor, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a show called The Block, which I don't know if that's a thing over there. It's like a home renovation, like oh sure, be a, a, a block of units or a block of apartments or whatever you call them, and. Uh-huh. A couple has one each, and you got to renovate it into your dream house, and then they auction them off at the end. So, oh, interesting. But it's been going forever. But it's yeah, I watched it when it first started. But I mean, it's been going for like oh, over a decade now. So, yeah, and it just seems to be nonstop. So it'd be like Survivor. It was just like again, like we just had Survivor. Now it's like season seven hundred. It's like yeah. starting in two weeks. It's like we just finished the last one. So I haven't watched the American Survivor for years now. Well, I was going to say, is is um, Australian Survivor still going down there? Uh, it's It was on this year. I don't know if it's coming back or not, but it's been on for the last five or six years, I think. So, But it's like God. once a year and that's it. So right. Right, like which is kind of the way it should. Whatever, and then yeah. That's it. yeah, yeah, and that way you appreciate it. It it was interesting. So here in the U.S., um, Paramount Plus are you know the the stream. See, it's it's still yeah, topical because yeah, because yeah, it's all Paramount. But like, um, uh, Paramount Plus was running Australian Survivor for for a brief time, and okay. um, and my wife and I got through like two seasons of it before they ended up cutting it. And I think it was just like rebroadcast rights or something like that. But like, we really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, like we, we were into survivor when it first started and eventually got bored. We still watch the American one, but it, it feels like it's one of those things more out of, obligation than than like actual enjoyment it's like you know a lot of folks that watched walking dead until until the end that that kind of thing um that that's that's kind of where we're at with uh uh with american survivor but we were we were really taken by australian survivor because the the competition is fierce and the gameplay is intense and it reminded me of like when american survivor first started it's Mm. just like yeah let's let's get some real players in here let's get some real contenders in here and and it was it it was really refreshing i um i we we really really liked it and the australian one as well like they're probably they're probably absolutely nobody to you guys but there's Mm -hmm. every now and then there's a few sort of like mini mini celebrities Mm-hmm. on the show as well every now and then like there'll be an ex-football player or an ex this or that like you guys know that is like so yeah they're not they're not all complete just man off the street 
kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like some of them mm-hmm. are like, oh, I know that is, you know. So, <clears throat> and um, like ex-Olympic athletes and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. So sometimes now you get a bit of a mixture of like, oh, yeah, cool. So I think that helps too because it's like you kind of already know them. Like, um, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, you well, know, and- like, oh, I'll go for that guy. He played for the football team that I support or whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know. And then like, oh, he's yeah. a dick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, he earned that reputation. It's like, and mm. that reputation precedes him. You know, that that kind of thing. Mm. No, that's that's a, that that's really cool. But yeah, really, really bummed that uh that they took that down in the US and there's been no rebroadcast here here yeah. in the States, uh w- which is a bummer because I mean, like I said, we we really enjoyed it. Maybe I need to get a VPN and figure out how to how to masquerade as an Australian or something that's like it. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but but keeping it within the realm of uh, Paramount streaming services, see, I, I almost curved that that back with uh, <laughs> without incident. So uh, so Strange New Worlds, we're going into season two, and uh, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of touching on like each individual episode, and I'm I I, I know from our group text there there's going to be a couple things we're 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 gonna uh, uh, lightly barb each other about, and I, I'm especially Struts. excited about that because uh, my friend Greg is very uh, very pedantic, if you will, about uh, about uniforms. I see it I seems to be his stripes. Yeah, it, it, it seems <laughs> to be his pet issue. It's like every episode he's like still the wrong uniform. That's right. Wrong color. Exactly. Uh, Wrong color, too many stripes. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just need to see like, like cartoon Greg with like his arms folded and just that, that's what like the speech bubble would be. Wrong color, too many stripes. (laughs) Oh, wrong. (laughs) There's no truth to this art. <laughs> uh, but but before we start litigating that, kind of kind of take us back in time a little bit because I I know for your Star Trek fandom it's very much rooted in the TOS era, and uh, and now we know what the TOS era is, but but we'll get to that in mm-hmm. due course. But um, so I. You know, we, we talked it's about this old a little. Scientist, isn't it? That's what it stands yes, for. Yes, that that's exactly what it is. And um, I uh, I gave it up too soon because, like that that was that was one of the moments that just made me cackle. Like, I mean, just like 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 Robert De Niro and Cape Fear. I was just like, just <laughs> just. I mean, I just I I'm like that i just i just thought it was very clever writing but uh mm. but but we'll get to that kind of kind of kind of catch us up a little bit about kind of like um in brief what your impressions of season one were and kind of what your expect expectations for season two were uh going in to just kind of you know kind of lay the groundwork of just kind of how how we felt about strange new worlds as a as a concept before we start deconstructing um uh, season two here yep um well i'll start with um just quickly i'll start with discovery because i know discovery is very kind of um polarizing i guess mm-hmm. With Star Trek, much we'll like see. the whole plating on the NX01. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, people seem to really love it or absolutely hate it, and I have found that you can typically judge uh, a person's level of fandom or not 
not a fan of as in like, oh, you're more of a fan than that person is because like that's mm-hmm. not only the whole gatekeeping thing, but like the whole like the level of fandom in the sense of like you've watched all the Star Treks, you know what I mean? Right. Or I just I saw the one with the whales, you know, like and neither is better than the other. It's just what you've seen. But you can tell I find that mo- the people that have watched all the Star Trek stuff tended to lean away from Discovery more than the people who were just like, what's this show? Star Trek? All right, I'll give it a go. Um, Like, who's that? Why is she not the captain? You know? Um, But I I watched Discovery and it, I was sort of like, okay, it's all right. But (laughs) about halfway through the first season, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually going somewhere. This is building to like with a story arc kind of thing. And mm-hmm. by the end of season one, I was like, yeah, that was pretty good actually. And then season two, I thought was really good. Um, and then it's sort of fallen away a bit after that. Yeah. Like the last two seasons, have been, eh. like once they've, went, they've jumped now to the future and they're now they're at the furthest point in time out of anyone that's ever been mm-hmm. in any of the, mm-hmm. Star Trek shows, like they're in the whatever they are, the 29th century or whatever it is. Um, they're like 700 years ahead of Pike, basically. Right. Or right. just give or take 100 years, whatever it was, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, like it sounds dumb to say because it's like, oh, well, now you know that the Federation isn't really ever going to be under threat because, well, you know, there's some form of it. 700 years from now. So I guess the Borg never wiped them out, you know, or anything like that. But you could sort of do that about anything. It's like, well, did you really think that, you know, that this character would get killed? Like, you know. Right. Um, uh, But the thing I liked about season two as well, one of the highlights of season two was Pike. Uh, Because they brought him in as like the temporary captain of uh, of Discovery while the Enterprise is having a refit. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, my phone keeps going off. Um, and I liked his, because I thought, oh, this would be interesting because we've only ever seen Pike in one episode of the original series. And that was before the original series. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really count. And then we see Pike in the chair. Right. You know, with his flashy thing. Ooh, and that's ooh. not even the same guy. Um, I forget the guy's name. Hunter? Uh, Jeffrey Hunter. Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, yeah. He's not Pike in the chair. That's someone else. Right. <clears throat> with just let's two-face him up and, you know, give him some beeps. Um, and I can't ever remember thinking, like, when I've watched The Cage, like, ah, oh, it's a shame that we never got more Pike. I was just right. like, okay. We got Pike. I can see why they were like, ah, we need something a bit more than this. And they, we, then we got Kirk, who was like, okay, now we're rolling. You know, mm-hmm. like I could see the executives being like, yeah, I can sell that, you know. Um, whereas the cage now, it's probably okay if it came out today, but back then it was a little bit too cerebral, I think, for a lot of people. That's cage. what the network said. That was literally the note. It's too cerebral. 
we don't get it kind of thing. So yeah. plus, I guess it had the disadvantage of having not a lot come before it either. So the whole mm-hmm. thing of like, well, what do you mean they're in like a spaceship? You know, like, okay, yeah, you know, sort of and the transporter. And it's uh, whereas now, like once Star Wars hit now, then everybody knows what like sci-fi spaceships, laser guns, you know, like that's sort of ex- ex- uh, the whole genre kind of exploded then and everyone's, their, their sense of um, like they're, 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 they're able to grasp the concepts a lot quicker after right. I, I, Star Wars, I think, than like back in 65 or whatever when they right. dropped the cage, you know. Right. Um, right. But, I, but I like that Pike was kind of, he was almost like your prototype Kirk, mm-hmm. but not quite. And you could see, like, I could see why Kirk looks up to this guy kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, oh, it'd be good if they gave, if Pike had a show, um, especially once they had the flashes of um, number one. Like, she popped up a couple of times uh, in Discovery as well. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. Um so then when they said, oh, yeah, we are doing a Pike show, I was like, oh, good, you know. Yeah. Um, and, like, season one was okay, I thought. I didn't sort of, I didn't hate it. But some episodes I thought, oh, that was good, and some I was just like, eh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what they thought they were doing. But I have a theory. I, I feel that se- season two was much better, and I have a theory as to why – that may be, but we can get into that later if you want. <laughs> oh, see that that's fascinating because I think you might be in a little bit of a minority because I think there are just as many fans that were disappointed with season two mm-hmm. um, for for a lot of the reasons that w- that will uh, legislate as we go. Um, as as for me, I um, I was always intrigued by the character of number one like like even even back during the cage like you know just as portrayed by major barrett is just kind of like this kind of like steely badass for some reason there was just something about that that character that always spoke to me there was a idw comics uh series i think john byrne did it um and it's just kind of like it's a solo miniseries all about number one and Mm -hmm. and um i liked it quite a bit so so when rebecca romaine shows up as number one in discovery i was I was actually honestly more intrigued with that and of course seeing the enterprise than I was with uh with the idea of Pike. But then Anson Mount comes in with that um outdoorsy charm of his that is different than uh very different energy from a Kirk but mm. still kind of like as you said kind of like that that prototype kind of like um, I don't know in, in a weird way and and I know I know we might disagree with uh, with some of like the characterizations of Pike but like th- this just popped into my head but it, it he has almost kind of a Peter Cullen Optimus Prime quality to him you know kind of like the the be strong enough to be gentle type of thing I could see that and, as well I think and, a lot of that too is that this Pike that we get now, is a pike that knows what's going to happen to him. Right. Whereas, like, if it was just pike, like, I'm just pike, I don't know, you know, 
oh, gee, I hope I don't get put in a chair later, you know. <laughs> right, like, right. He knows what's going to happen to him. And for all the people that are like, oh, maybe they'll change. Then no, he's going into the chair. Yeah. Like it's it's going to happen because it happens in TOS. Yeah. And then he gets his happy ending later, but don't worry. But, like, he's not in the chair forever. He, you know right. what I mean? He still gets his happy ending, but mm-hmm. he's going in the chair. So it's not a case of like, oh, you know, the, the whole season's going to be about avoiding my fate and this kind of thing. So I think the fact that you have a character now that knows where he's headed, so he's almost like, well, he is that old cliche of like, oh, make every day count kind of thing and mm-hmm. help people as much as you can. So I think it was a smart decision for him to have that where Pike does find out like he, he sees his own future and things like that because – you think then what would Kirk or Spock or Bones or anyone like that be like if they had been told that as well? Right. You know, like what would Spock, I mean, he comes back to life, but what if Spock knew that he was going to die in Wrath of Khan? What right. else would he have done before that? Like would he have started the negotiations with the Romulans earlier? Thinking right. that, well, I've only got up until Wrath of Khan, then I die. You know what I mean? So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, because if I mean, you would assume he wouldn't think like, well, I know I come back to life. If he just thought that that was it, your yeah, characters it, it, then are fundamentally changed, and you can then. That's a good excuse to be like, oh, Pike was meant to be a real hard ass, and he didn't, you know, talk to the crew and this kind of stuff. Yeah, but that was before he found out what's going to happen to him. So now he's trying to, you know. Uh, especially the mentorship thing with like um, Lan and, and Ortegas and all that sort of stuff, you know? So, yeah, I don't mind that they've altered Pike's character a little bit because mm-hmm. to start with, like I said, we only had him for one episode anyway. Right. And it's a Star Trek in name only, really, uh, yeah. the cage, yeah. because it's like, well, technically it's not Star Trek because that's not what they picked up. They picked up, you know, where no man has gone before and with Kirk and Spock and, you know. Um, yeah. So it's sort of retroactively been like, oh, yeah, we had this old pilot. Let's turn, let's use it as flash, let's use the footage from it as flashbacks for an episode with Spock and his old captain kind of thing. And then yeah. people were like, oh, can we see this episode again? And, of course, they re-released it. And mm-hmm. now streaming services and all that like if you sit down and go right let's watch the very first episode of star trek it's the cage yeah and 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 for a certain generation it's always been there you know that that yeah whereas even for us like like folks our age it it wasn't always the case like like the the cage was like released on video like later i remember Mm -hmm. watching it after i had seen the menagerie and I'm yeah, just like, same. oh, yeah. wait a second. Th- this is, well, this is the menagerie, but, but wait, there, there's all this other stuff going mm. on too. And it, and it really just kind of, kind of messed me up a little bit. And it's like, it's I didn't. Like a light bulb moment. It's like, oh, I get it now. That's what yeah. just go, Okay. Right. You know, that's how they got all that new footage and yeah. Why Spock My- smiles and, you know, which they've exactly. done. That's another thing that, that they've sort of. There's mm-hmm. a good ex- there's an excuse for that which I can sort of roll with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They almost tried to retroactively be like, "We'll oh, see, yeah, it's not a mistake." Yeah. So there, there's a little bit of that for sure. Um, that's, right. I, that's fine. 
Yeah. One joke I wanted to get in before before we drifted too far. What my favorite thing about the menagerie though is that it's an episode of Star Trek where the cast watches an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> that always makes me very fun. It's like the characters <laughs> watch an episode of Star Trek. That's that that's uh that's a that's pretty terrific. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so like I mean I I was um I basically that performance won me over so like i i was really excited from anson mount i mean um Mm. i i so i was i along with internet fandom i was excited for a potential spinoff uh of of discovery where it's like we're we're back on the enterprise and it it's pike and it's number one and it's spock and so that that idea very much appealed to me and i I really enjoyed season one. I, I liked that they were going back to more of an episodic style season, whereas uh, things like Discovery and even uh, uh, Picard as well, uh, highly serialized, like New Trek mm. had become serialized. Mm. And it's okay to have like an ongoing story. Like, like I think TNG did this best where it's like, you know, or actually, no, I, I think the master class on it was DS nine where it's like, I mean, so it's like, so you see the formula getting refined, but like if you're doing a throwback prequel reboot, reboot quell type of thing, um, go back to that episodic sensibility. So that, so that, appealed to me and it even appealed to me that not all of the episodes hit like because like if people it's easy for folks to forget like i think everybody thinks that every episode of tos is a grand slam home run and i Mm. promise you my friend it is not Um, they're either really really good or really really shit yeah not very many where it was like i was all right yeah, there's not a lot of middle. So, and what I what I found with Strange New Worlds is there was a lot of middle, and mm. and and the, and that appealed to me as well. It's like you know I'm I'm getting things that I'm liking, and you know I so I I liked the cast. Um, I like I like the new characters. Um, I wasn't as quite excited about the um. Uh, nostalgia bombing like i didn't think ahura needed needed to be there i i felt like that was too soon but um she won me over i mean i mean um uh, celia golding is is terrific i mean she she really um inhabits that role very well so um so it's one of those things where i kind of got over it um but yeah no i i really enjoyed uh season one to the point where that uh finale episode um it just it it reminded me of some of my favorite things about star trek you know you get like alternate realities you get you get uh, time travel i i am i am a sucker for a star trek time travel episode and at this point where i mean I, I think I was fully in love with, with Captain Pike at this point. I think I had already started changing my hair. Uh, but like when he rounds that corner wearing the monster maroon jacket, I'm just like, I mean, it gave me something that we could never have because yeah. of what happens to Pike. So and and I, I think we've talked about this before, but like for me, the the TOS movie era 
is my favorite era of Star Trek. Like I, I love the red uniforms. It's just like okay. th- th- there's just something about it. Like the, I mean, and and it was all of the things that Gene Roddenberry hated, but yeah. that Nicholas Meyer loved. Like yeah. you know, I liked the the uniform uh, militaristic aspect of it. I loved all like the 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 naval terms, and it's just basically like we're a navy in space, and we're doing like you know submarine chases, and so like all of that nautical stuff just mm-hmm. um uh j- just really appealed to me so i always liked that kind of nicholas meyer sensibility so well, um the navy, so- the, the navy thing makes perfect sense because they're on a ship right so you think well all right and but not only that like all the ranks are naval ranks mm-hmm. there's no majors there's no colonels you know they're, they're not army ranks they're naval ranks the only rank is captain, but it's captain in the naval sense where the captain is in charge, not captain as in like mash. Where right. Like right. captain is like a lieutenant kind of thing. You know, like the, the, the equivalent of a captain in the Navy is a colonel in the army. Oh, sure. So, okay. If that makes sense. So like for mm-hmm. TV purposes, uh, Captain Kirk is the same rank as like Henry Blake on mash. Oh sure, yeah. Or Colonel or Colonel Potter, like the guy that's in charge of the unit slash ship, is either captain or colonel. So then you might have lieutenants and whatever else is, but like so, like captain, like captain in the army is not a big big deal. Like you got right. ranks above that, but captain right. in the navy is like yeah, you're the you're the man. You got you're in charge. Yeah. So, and so, but all the ranks are the same. Like he's lieutenant, lieutenant commander. Uh, they go into commodore, admiral, all that stuff. Like they're all naval ranks. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a space navy, basically. Yeah. So. Much. Um. So yeah. So like. So that finale episode gave me a lot of stuff that I really liked and really kind of set the table. Uh, to be excited for season two, which has now finally come and gone. And there, there was, if I, if I remember correctly, what about a year in, in between, if I, if I remember correctly, I think so. Yeah. It felt like uh-huh. about that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had, I think, I think we might've had discovery after like the latest season of discovery, I think came out after strange new worlds. Oh gosh. Yeah. You're probably right. And and then, of course, and then Picard. So I right. could be wrong on that discovery. It feels like to me we've got season one of Strange New Worlds, season four of Discovery, then we had season three of Picard, and now we're back to Strange New Worlds. Right. And then Picard's done, and we'll get uh, Discovery, the last season of Discovery um, next year. Next year, I think. I think it's yeah January or February. I think. So, yeah, yeah, so, something like that. The, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So for me, it's like it, it feels like with all of that converging, and, and of course, a uh, uh, lower decks humming along as well. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it feels like it's been a really good time to be a Trek fan, um, and not only in a, in a 
Well, I, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say this without sounding like a, a gatekeeping asshole, but it, it feels like a good time to be a true Star Trek fan as well, because like that, that was that was the thing that really blew me away about Lower Decks is like, you know, the, the animation style kind of put me off. I'm not into Rick and Morty. So it's like, you know, it looked too wacky, too zany. But I, I gave it a bash and it blew my hair back i was just like oh not only is this respectful to the source material it's genuinely funny but more importantly it's just damn good track it, 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 like i haven't seen a lot of lower decks uh-huh. um i've seen i think maybe half of the first season okay and it's not and it's not because i mean i don't love it Mm-hmm. But I don't hate it either. But it's not one where I'm just like I'm not watching any more of this. Um, but I also don't then go, oh, I've got to, I've got to watch more lower decks. Right. Um, but the one thing though that I will get a lot of that is because of Mariner as well. Oh, sure, okay. Which I and it's I don't mind the character, but it's just odd to me. And that was a problem I had with the first season of strange new worlds as well is like these characters that are acting like they're at the mall in on a Starfleet vessel. Like you were out the door day one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, but lower decks, I kind of let it go a lot more because it's a wacky, funny cartoon thing. You're like, okay, fine. But I'm just not a big fan in general of characters that are like too cool for school. Like oh, I'm the smartest person in the room, and everyone else is idiots. So it's like you're fucking nothing. Yeah. Like if you was, why aren't you the fucking captain then? Right. You know what I mean? And like that's yeah. where originally you go back to that first Spider-Man, or sorry, the first Tom Holland Spider-Man, mm. uh, when we had like MJ before she was MJ, she was just Michelle. Right. And it was like okay, righto. Um, they totally do the whole Christopher Nolan thing. Like, oh, you should go by your middle name, Robin. <laughs> it's like, yawn. Yeah. But, um, that whole thing was like, Ned was cool. You know, like you had Ned and there was another girl in the in the movie. I can't remember now. Uh, is it Betty? Um, Liz. Liz Allen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was so, good, decent. Because yeah, good that, that's uh, that's Keaton's daughter. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Betty Betty Brant's the she's like the blonde girl that's running around with Ned later on. Yeah. Um, but like so that yeah, Liz she was a, a fair decent character, you know, especially with the whole thing of like oh shit, she's the Vulture's kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but the whole Michelle thing, it was just like. Oh, really? This other this other character now that's too cool for school and like I don't need yeah. any friends and like you guys are all idiots and I've got smart ass comment to say over everything. Like fuck yeah. off. Like real quick. And and Marin is a bit like that. Uh-huh. Um and but not to the point where I'm like, oh fuck you. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, I got a, a little small doses kind of thing. Which I not which I will say after the crossover, mm-hmm. I'm I am keen to see more Strange New Worlds, but not because I don't know. There's something she might just be growing on me a bit. I don't know. I'm not. I still hate that kind of. It doesn't fit in Star Trek to me, right? But, but it's okay. Like it doesn't have. You know what I mean? That's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But the thing that I will say with with Strange New Worlds is whoever's 
putting together like the little references and things like that. They've they have researched it a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> more than Strange New Worlds has. <clears throat> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, no, I that is one of the things that I appreciate about about the lower decks is that uh, you know the the, the deep uh, the depth of reference. And everyone yeah, on I th- everyone on lower decks is wearing the right color uniform. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And has the right amount of pips on their neck. <laughs> <laughs> So season one of Strange New Worlds ends on a cliffhanger of sorts where we find out the 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 truth about number one, uh, the truth about Una and that she's, you know, secretly an X-Men and has yeah. has has X-Men superpowers and but instead of being carted off to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters and said she's hauled off to prison. And yep. it's uh and it's and and it's a big damn cliffhanger, and um, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll talk about cliffhangers later, but I I think it's interesting that when you have like a time that could be measured in months and years, as opposed to weeks and months, it it makes me wonder about the um, impact of cliffhangers. And how effective uh, they can be, because I I don't know. I mean, I mean, jumping all the way, all the way to the end, I I get the feeling that this cliffhanger for Strange New World season two is going to end in like some weird postmodern way. It's going to be like previously on Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and it sets up the cliffhanger, and then like a title card is going to come up and says like six months later or something like that, and it deals with like the fallout and ramifications of that or whatever. Um, I I I don't. I mean, we don't even know when season three is going to start if it's going to start. You know, mm-hmm. you you got you got a writer strike, you got an actor strike. And and from what I understand, the season three was in like the infancy of pre-production, like some scripts were written, but I don't know if there was like an overarching outline. And really, if like, let's say the actors um, stop striking, there's no material for them to work with, mm. you know, um, so it's it's this it, it's going to be years before uh before that that third season comes around and i again we'll get there but i i just i i don't i don't know how to feel about that i i it there there is a part of me that thinks that perhaps they should have reworked the ending of the episode knowing where that was gonna go i don't know that that's that that's that's a weird weird hot take for me but um i don't know I think it's also a bit of um, like it's a bit of a like, well, we'll hold the show hostage mm. as well. So like, fine then, cancel this. Don't make season three then. And uh, you're going to have this massive fucking hole in your Star Trek continuity. Right. So you're going to watch Strange New Worlds. You're going to get up to the thing. And then the next thing you're going to watch is um, TOS. Sure. Like, oh, hang on. Yeah. It's like, but what happened? It's yeah. like read a comic book, read a novel or yeah, something. Like, well, so it could almost be a bit of that. So, like, well, if you don't, you know, 
well, I have to bring us back now, otherwise I'll never get all the questions answered kind of thing. So um, I will say um, as well, um, like historically Star Trek hasn't really had much of a problem being renewed either. It does seem to be one of the few shows where they're just like, yeah, you're probably going to get six or seven years out of this. It's mm-hmm. never like, oh, we, you know, then we got a season five, then we got a season six, you know, like next gen was probably the only one that was like that. But then that was the only the sev- second ever show of Star Trek ever, uh, which was following the original series, which only had three seasons. Right. Anyway. So that, you know, I guess once they got to season four, they were probably like, holy shit. You know, like, this is new territory kind of thing. But then I think once they, once they like, for instance, when they hit seven seasons and then Deep Space Nine hit seven seasons, like, Voyager was always going to get seven. Right. You know what I mean? Enterprise. That, that became the industry standard, I guess. Yeah. Like, what's, what's a Star Trek show? A Star Trek show is about seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Mostly. And even, right. like, even though if you look at it, there's only three that have. But that would be like if I like you know, you know like my guess would be with Strange New Worlds you're probably going to get five maybe six, right? You might get seven, but I think you know Picard was always going to be a shorter thing anyway because Patrick Stewart's a hundred, so right. they're not going to commit to as awful as it sounds. They're not going to commit to a seven year thing and then go oh shit, sorry, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> now <Yeah>. what? <laughs> You know, is James McAvoy available? But I think, and like Enterprise only got the four seasons, but I think Enterprise was just too different. Um, yeah. It was too different. Not for me. I liked Enterprise. I thought it was good. But I think it was just too different too soon after. Like it came out the same year as Voyager ended. So like Voyager yeah. finished and then boom, new one. They did, I think they should have given it two or three years, and yeah. then put Enterprise in. In the same way that we didn't have anything for ages, and then we got Discovery. And I was like, okay, yeah, like it or hate it, but at least it's you know you're not just rolling in from one show to the next. Oh, this is not what you know. Yeah, and it made us hungry for it. Hmm. Yeah, like you've got, you know, you're watching the first episode of Enterprise, and like they they don't even use the the transporter. They 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 don't have star dates. They're still not they're not the Federation yet. And mm-hmm. it's like three months ago, however long it goes, we were watching Ascension uh, EMH, you know, running around with the the Borg chick and the female captain, and they're the Delta Quadrant, and all this like. We've seen Star Trek with all the technology, and now you're throwing us back to nothing. Yeah. Um, like they said, three or four months after we've just seen, like the height of the the, the Federation, at least, like in in mm-hmm. story time, in, in universe kind of thing. So whether that was it or I don't know, because it had like Enterprise had everything else that all the other shows do. So I don't know why. You know, you got Archer, who's kind of Kirk, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You got um, T'Pol, who's kind of Spock, and mm-hmm. also kind of Seven of Nine. Like, right. You know what I mean? Well, like, 
and, and I, I think that's where Enterprise kind of got hamstrung a little bit early on is they they were really trying to appeal to an audience outside of the target demo. They're mm. they're just like, you know, let let's put this uh uh let's put this curvy lady in a slinky cat suit. Let let's spend um expended uh series of times uh greasing each other down with the yeah. with the anti-radiation goo. Yeah, man, yeah. let's let's get down to our underpants and we really got to put on this anti-radiation goo. I remember well, that important. happening in several episodes and yeah. I'm just like I remember even being in my in my 20s. I'm just like what are we doing? Why is this happening? Yeah, does anyone not realize what this is for? Like <laughs> <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> this is a like, I'm like my run- dad is in the next room. Could yeah. you not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we sort of roll with the excuse of the seven of nine. Like, all right, let's yeah, sure, that, sure. Let's pretend that she has to wear that because she has Borg things going on. Right. Um but like yeah, it's like what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So a- as we uh we start season 2 of Strange New Worlds and I think where I was trying to go with this is like this this uh uh this first episode uh the broken circle kind of doesn't really pick up on the threads of the cliffhanger. It does it does a little bit, but it doesn't really resolve it. Instead, it's this it's this zany caper where we have to go rescue lawn and we have to deal with the Klingons and we have to steal the enterprise. And it's, I, I think it, it folks in my friend circle, when this episode aired, it was kind of met with just kind of like a shrug and a meh. You know, folks really weren't, I mean, again, at least in my circles, weren't weren't necessarily like hating on it, like it's saying like it was, you know, bad or not good or whatever, but something about it just wasn't quite clicking. I liked the episode, but it, it, it did feel like a bit of a slower start, especially coming off of um, coming off of a, a cliffhanger. What what do you think about like the, the this the way that they kick off season two here. I I didn't mind it, but I sort of almost I don't want to sound pretentious when I say this because I'm not <laughs> I'm not anything. I'm not yeah. anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I saw it as like a in quotes from the writing aspect of it. Oh sure. And okay. I was like, all right, we had a big cliffhanger. I know, Mike, that you want to know what happens to number one, mm-hmm. right? So I know you're going to watch this episode because you want to you want to see what happens to number one. Well, surprise, you're not going to find out what happens to number one. And you can get shitty all you like, <clears throat> but you watch the episode. Right. And then next episode is when you're really going to find out what happens to number one and you're going to watch that too. So now I've made you watch two episodes. Mm. instead of just one <clears throat> and like I gotcha. walking dead did it all the time oh no how are they going to get out of this we'll find out next week no you won't you'll find <laughs> out in two weeks time or three weeks time because if we give you the answers next week you might not watch after that 
Right. So I don't keep you hanging around for the next couple, you know, at least. So it could have just been a bit of that um, because it doesn't really – like nothing that happened from the – I'm a bit hazy on that one. I remember like it's a Spock episode pretty much. Like he, he steals the Enterprise. Is that where the stuff with him and Chapel starts? Yeah. Or is it that, that, This is kind of the beginning of it. Yeah. Um because I get her storylines a bit mixed up because she's got like she's got a few going on, you know what I mean? She's got right. She's got um like there's the Chapel Mabenga stuff, and then there's the Chapel Spock, and then there's like she's kind of the linchpin of the show, really, like almost like very much. She's so. sort of the the glue almost, where she's just like, you know, like Lan and Spock aren't really friends. And they don't really have anything to do with each other. They rarely ever have scenes together and stuff like that. But Chapel has scenes with both of them, you know, um, and, and things like that. But yeah, I, I I didn't mind it. I liked that it sort of it started to show us Spock a bit more of the yeah. So I'm very rules and regulations, and I will preach. I'll preach to everyone that this is the way it needs to be done, uh-huh. and unless I don't want to, and then I'll do what I want. Right. <laughs> which, and and, which and using logic much, to, uh, yeah. to justify it. Yeah. And there's another one later in the season, which obviously we'll get to, but like yeah. where they actually claim into doing that, mm-hmm. where like, the, Oh, we made, th- we made think we made Spock think he got one over on us kind of thing. Um, right. Like we out logicked spock's logic yeah yeah um, <clears throat> but i don't know because that is very much a spock thing like like we said with the cage like when spock wants to break the rules and do what he wants to do he doesn't and right. his his um his excuse f- like when when bones or someone says to him like you know well that's not very logical it's like well it was logical to me so, you know what I mean? So his logic yeah. is sound from right. his point of view. It might not, you know what I mean? Right, so right. he sort of does that and Spock does that all the time. You know, like there's the episode where, um, um, what is it? Is it a mock time? The one where Kirk and Spock fight. It's good. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's a mock time. I get like, yeah, they, they fight, and of course Spock thinks he's killed him. Yeah, thinks he's killed Kirk. And then when you know Spock's like, "All right, uh, you know, <laughs> throw McCoy, on the I'm, chains." That's it. He's like, oh, you "Take can, me I'll, to prison." Uh, that's right. He's oh like, woe is over. me! I've killed my best friend. Take me yeah. to jail. <laughs> he's like, "I'll hand over the ship to Scotty," um, because they knew that show knew the chain of command and recognized who had what rank. Um, <clears throat> I hand it over to Scotty, uh, and uh, yeah, I'll wait for my punishment kind of thing. And then Kirk strolls out. I was like, "Hey, you know," and Buddy does like Jim and his big smile on his face, like, "Oh, you're alive," you know. And then he quickly yeah, yeah. they and they linger on it too, where you see Spock go like, "Oh shit!" Like I just smiled in front of everyone, kind of thing. Yeah, and Bones, yeah. Bones calls him out on, it and he's like, "Oh, there must be some reaction to the air from Vulcan or something," you know, blah blah. blah. So it's like, yeah, so Spock has these moments quite a lot where it was like, oh, yeah, all right. Like he's, he's, he's trying very hard to be a Vulcan. 
Right. Like, because he's half human. So a lot of the the stuff that everyone assumes is just him being a Vulcan is him, like, forcing it almost. So, yeah, when Spock wants to do what he wants to do, he does it. And that was that's why I thought this, this they did a good job of him showing him do it in this episode because he was like, all right, like, is he... I'm not sure. He probably is. I think yeah. after Pike and number one, he probably is next in command. Because they don't he have any a- lieutenant command. Well, they have one, but she's uh, number one is lieutenant commander. They don't have any lieutenant commanders. Oh, that's right. And the rest that's of them right. are lieutenants. They even made a joke about that on the on the um um when the crossover. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they um. <laughs> when our TOS guest star appears in the final episode where he says, this is Lieutenant such and such. Oh, that's right. That's a lot of lieutenants. That's a lot of lieutenants. That runs a lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, Lan's a lieutenant. Spock's a lieutenant. Ortega's is a lieutenant. So I guess technically, is it Pelia? Pelia? Carol Kane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pelly. She would te- she would technically be the next in command, but whether they it's weird because you think, yeah, but she's in engineering, but then Scotty was in engineering as well. Right. He was always Yeah, because it's still by rank. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well and, and unless, as you're you doc- unless you're a doctor. <laughs> oh sure, right. Yeah. Exactly. Beverly, Beverly never got to do shit. <laughs> right. Right. She's the same rank. She's the same uh, rank as Riker. She outranked data. She was never sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, no, I, so I, I sort of, and I wasn't too like, I thought like the, 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 the cliffhanger thing with, with number one, I thought, oh, that's, that's okay. That's pretty cool. But I wasn't yeah. like, oh, I've got to find out what happens. You know what I mean? Right. So when it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, we're not doing it this week. It'll be next week. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't sort of feel cheated, but I wasn't like dying to find out what happened. So. Well, and they do this cool thing in the in the alternate timeline where Pike runs into uh, Lon, who's now on the Farragut. And it's just like, well, hey, uh, you know, uh, how's how's Una doing it? Una, what are you talking about? Nobody's heard from her in seven mm. years. And so it kind of it kind of manufactures tension to where it's like, like oh man that this could actually be a really big deal you know the fact that uh, um number one is one of those characters like number one lan and una mm-hmm. sorry um ortegas number one is una number oh, one sure, ortegas yeah. and lan are the three characters that they've got free range on yeah, because they do whatever they, they, do want, whatever with they want with them. Yeah, because it's not like, well, Spock has to eventually do this, and we know Uhura does this, and Chapel, right. and, you know, even Mabenga a little bit, but Mabenga is in the very start of TOS, so you're not killing off Mabenga. So, right. You know, and they, and I do think that that's smart that they. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say because I I like all these characters very much, but like you got to have some dead meats in there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you, you know, some of these characters <clears throat> were created to create some stakes. I, I mean, look what happened to poor Hammer. I mean, yeah, what what a terrific engineer. I mean, I mean, what a great character. I like and, him. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he was great. Um, so it, it and it just and crossing him off early is kind of a way to put a clock on the show and say, like, by the way, yes, we know we're we know mm. that we're they're, they're kind of making a agreement with the audience. It's like, yes, we know it's a prequel. We know, you know, uh, this, that and the other thing is safe. But this other new stuff that we've created that you really like, not so much. Yeah. So I plus I I'm probably giving them too much credit for this mm. as well. But hammer, red shirt, mm-hmm. gone, right? Lan and Ortegas, not in any other series in the future. Right. <clears throat> red shirts, sure. So if I find out that that's why Ortegas is in the red shirt when she shouldn't be, I'll be like, okay, I'll give it to you. Because she should be wearing gold. like. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but if, if she's wearing a red shirt as a foreshadowing the whole time, like as a subtle nod, like, look, she's, you know, dead man walking from the beginning because she's wearing a red shirt, even though she's not mm-hmm. supposed to be. It's like, okay, I'll give them that. But they're not clever enough. Like if it was Terry Metallus, I'd be like, I know what you're doing, Terry. You know, yeah, I right, see, right. I it's see like, what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, even the lower decks people, like we spoke about. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any great faith that the people that are in charge of Strange New Worlds have even seen Star Trek before. Sure. Sure. So um, a couple other things to to uh, throw in the broken circle before uh, before we move on. Uh, this is the episode where you establish that uh, Umbega and Chapel are super soldiers. They, they've got their space yep. cocaine. <laughs> yep. um, you, you inject yourself with the space cocaine and the super soldier serum, and it mm-hmm. turns you to an invincible killing machine, which... I think is pretty rad. I Bane's bit of venom in the yeah yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, and and I do like one of the things that I do like about New Trek. Um, there are there are things that I don't, but one of the things that I do like is how how fucking metal it gets sometimes. It's just like you know these these Klingons get uh they get killed. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 interesting to see that your two doctor characters and you know we'll learn more about their their past later, but like um the implication is that they've done this before also. Yeah. The two um, characters whose oath starts with do no harm have done the most harm. <laughs> Yeah, they do all the harm. <laughs> they do. That's what I said. Like, yeah, Mbenga. Yeah, the M stands for murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that dude's taking lives like he's collecting infinity stones or something. Right. My gosh, like, I don't have time for this shit. My daughter grew up into a hologram lady and floated right. away. But he gives zero fucks anymore. He doesn't care. Right? Yeah, he's so he's that's a, and, and, that's a storyline. Just real quick, that's a storyline that in season one that I was surprised that they sort of wrapped up and moved on from really quickly where right. he's like his sick daughter was in the transporter buffer and then she sort of he'd let her out for a couple of minutes so that whatever disease she had didn't you know like she essentially never got any sicker because she's almost in a suspended animation kind of thing right um, right which was a nice little call 
back, call forward, whatever you want to call it, to like um, relics in TNG where Scotty comes out of the buffer. He's been in the, been in it for like eighty years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then later in the series as well, when we see yeah, M for murder, Mabenga. Uh, there's another incident with a transporter buffer, and I was like, okay, cool. That adds a little bit more spectrum back yeah. to his character as well. If you go back and watch season one, so yeah. yeah. But it, I, it, it, I was surprised that they sort of moved on from that. So I thought, like, oh yeah, she's going to be in there like for the whole show, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's um, maybe they got to a point with a bit like Walt on Lost, where they were like, this kid's aging. Um, right. You know, like it's a year later and the kid looks a year older. Like, what are we going to do? It's only been three weeks on the island, you know? Um, but it's probably good as well because that could have really dragged on. And like, here's another episode of angst ridden Mabenga, you know? Right. And for, for my buck, it felt like it it was already kind of wearing out as welcome a little bit. I was really hoping that it wasn't going to be something like where like, Oh, it looks like we've sent off the data to uh, all the greatest minds in Starfleet and only one sent back a possible option. And it's like, Oh, who sent it back? Um, uh, Dr. McCoy. Yeah. Sure. Like, you know, like, Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that. Or it was like, uh, I was really hoping it wasn't just that sort of thing. Like, Oh yeah, no, we don't need to like, we know bones is good. You don't have to, he doesn't have to be the only good doctor, you know what I mean? Right, so. right. And and I feel like that that's kind of sort of the trajectory that the show is going. Like, um, again, jumping all the way to the end, I don't mind this uh, this kid is Scotty. And mm-hmm. and I, I like the performance and, you know, I, I, will, I would like to see more of them. But by the same token, though, I don't necessarily need the 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 member berries it, it's just like if you're going to establish this crew of new old characters then just let them flourish and and be their own thing now if this is this the scotty dude's only appearance for like a while i'm okay with that yeah. but like if he like joins the cast um uh, like uh like uh um i keep trying to call him ron weasley but that's not his name the dude who plays kirk you know he's in like every yeah. episode now he's yeah. <laughs> he's part of the cast like like I, I i got into a um a bit of a, a discussion argument with a buddy of mine at work and he's saying like kirk is in like every episode and he showed me a meme of like you know the old uh, uh paperback books in like the style of like the old styles. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a picture of uh, Kirk and Pike. And the title says like, why are you always on my ship? You know, that, that kind of thing. But, but it's like, but I reminded my friend, I was like, they, they announced halfway through season one that he was going to be a regular cast member on season two. Mm. So it's like they, they, I mean, shrug, they already announced it. Well, I don't remember that. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry that you didn't, but that doesn't make it any less. So that's why he's in so many episodes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like at at this point, we're only uh, Sulu away from having the full uh, where no man has gone before crew. Um, So, um, yeah, yeah. Because Chekhov doesn't show up until season two. Uh, McCoy mm. isn't in 
uh, more than uh, not more than meets the eye. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where no one has gone, where no man has gone before. Um, at least I don't think so. Um, no, because Mubenga is still the doctor. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So anyway, like, but but and Sulu but, when Sulu shows up, you'll know if they. You'll know if they've done their research or not, because when Sulu first turns up, he should be wearing blue. Right. Because when he starts off on the Enterprise, he's like a botanist or something like that. He's in the science. He's in one of the science departments. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a botanist or something like that. Um, And then he becomes helmsman later. But, yeah, so he should be – if he rocks up wearing the gold, we're like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) well given the shows the costuming department's already uh spotty knowledge being charitable spotty knowledge of uh of uniform patterns um you know so maybe okay here here's where it's this is going to be the marvel no prize thing they (laughs) they dress him in blue by accident because they don't know what is what but it ends up being accidentally right (laughs) and i'm like look they did it yeah that's what we did that's right (laughs) Oh yeah, my he'll God. turn up. He'll turn up wearing red, and he'll have three three bars on his sleeve. And we're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not a captain, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, not not yet, at least. Not not uh, yet, at least. Let me know um, when I want to go into the uniform nitpicking. But <laughs> well, you know what? So, just so that we don't lose the thread, let's uh, yeah. let's do some of that legislation now because I, I get right. the feeling when we get into the next episode, it's going to be uh, it, uh, there's going to be some stuff to discuss there. But it annoys me that you have characters wearing the wrong rank insignia. Sure, now, like it's hap- it's happened before, you know. Like Tuvok in Voyager was sometimes where he's a lieutenant for most of the show, then he gets promoted to lieutenant commander. But sometimes he's wearing one pip instead of two. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, he's wearing two pips instead of three with one blacked with, out. Yeah, with the blacked out one, yeah. Yeah, and like if you don't, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you would have some semblance of how to identify the rank in Star Trek. But I mean, a lot of people don't and that's fine. Right. Um, the only reason I noticed it originally was because of how consistent it was, you mm. know, like, and you could figure it out and you watch even TOS and you can figure it out. Like Kirk has three stripes on his sleeve because he's the captain. So he's got the most stripes. Spock has two stripes, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he's a commander. So, okay. Three stripes, two stripes, Spock's, the next one down. Then all your lieutenant commanders, like Bones, even though he's the doctor, he's still lieutenant commander, and you can tell mm-hmm. because of his sleeves. Scotty, uh, their lieutenant commanders, they have they have a, a, a stripe and like a dash. The dashes. Stripe yeah. kind of thing, yeah, which yeah. in Strange New Worlds, it's a thin, it's a, it's a full stripe and a thin stripe. Right. So no they dash. got rid of the they got rid of the dashes. They just have like thick stripes and thin stripes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um which is fine because you can change up. I don't care how you change it, you just gotta be consistent. Right. Um and then like lieutenant is one stripe and ensign is nothing. Right. So Chekhov right. has nothing on his sleeves, right? Sulu mm-hmm. and Uhura has they have one stripe. But all through it, it's pretty consistent. 
you know, someone else will turn up and like, yeah, great. Um, next gen was mostly consistent. O'Brien is the one character that's just like, fuck it. It could be anything. Like he's all over the place. Like yeah. he has a Lieutenant Pip sometimes. Sometimes he's like, then he's, then he's a petty officer. So he's not really, he doesn't have a rank. And it's like, how is he like 50 and not ever, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be ranked by Bashir, you know, like that's, a, <laughs> you know, um, but then they sort of played, a, they got a bit more technical as well because you have Lieutenant Junior Grade and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. But you can, but if you know what you're looking for, you can spot it. So, like, basically, like, you're in between ranks have the, the same amount of pips, but one of them's blacked out. So, um, Lieutenant is two pips. All right, and commander is three. But if you're a lieutenant commander, you have three pips, but one of them's blacked out. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it's like the day. It's yeah. the equivalent of the dash. You don't have a full stripe. You got a dash. Um, so yeah, so okay, fine. Even even Enterprise, <clears throat> they went back to their like NASA uniforms. Yeah, but Arch- but Archer has four little badges or whatever they are on his chest. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Trip has three because he's a commander, and uh, Hoshi only has one because she's an ensign. You know what I mean? So yeah. the pip they matched. Um, it's funny they went from pips to stripes back to pips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it's the- easier to get little pins than to do a new set of embroidery on That's somebody's right. uniform sleeves. Yeah. That's a lot of stitching. Whereas That's you could right. just put a put a little just enamel pin on there, <laughs> stick it back on. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then, yeah. So then, Strange New Worlds comes about. <laughs> it's like, hang on a second. Spock's a lieutenant. <clears throat> now, who's got the right? Kirk. Kirk's a lieutenant in the show, right? Yes. I think he's the only lieutenant that's wearing lieutenant stripes. He's got one stripe on his – he has one stripe on his cuff because he's a lieutenant. You're like, all right, cool. Ortegas and Spock and – what's her name? Lan. Yeah. They're all lieutenants. They got a thick stripe and a thin stripe, so they should be lieutenant commanders. Oh, Yeah. Right, so number weird. one, number one has two thick stripes, which if you look at it, go well. She's a commander, but she's not. Right. She's a lieutenant commander. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. Makes no Pike's, damn sense. Pike's good. He's good. Yeah, you know he wears the green sometimes as well. They're like all right. Yeah, you know? which I I really like the update on on the the green uh, captain's casual wear mm. or what whatever whatever that is when he's like yeah. you know entertaining dignitaries that's or the shirt that's the shirt for fucking that's what that shirt is yeah right right <laughs> like, that's the shirt where it's like oh the captain's easy get access some. tunic that's right I don't have time you know, for this uh, two just layers. when you gotta get down to fucking that's right like, um. um but and, then and he ends up even, doing no such thing wearing that outfit. No. <laughs> but then even the dialogue as well sometimes. Yeah. Like there's an episode where in this season of Strange New Worlds and number one confronts Pelia. Pelia? Did we decide yeah. how it's said? Carol I Kane? think it's Pelia. I think so. <clears throat> and she says to her, um, you know, you've lived for a thousand years or whatever it is, and yet I outrank you. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Someone's made a mistake here because 
if you're lieutenant commander, right? Peely is a right. commander. <clears throat> She's a full commander. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so you don't outrank her. <laughs> right. Even though, well, you outrank yet her. Yet she's the, the first that, officer. Yeah. <laughs> you outrank her in the sense that you're in the command division. I can give you that. Sure. Um, but, you know, like the same way that Bones, for instance, outranks Sulu. But if Kirk and Spock and Scotty are off the ship, Sulu right. sits in the chair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, or, you know. or I suppose it would be even even later in the movie era where where Scotty is captain of engineering. And yeah. w- when you when you go into Final Frontier and Undiscovered Country, he retains his rank of captain. Yeah, he's captain. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, it, you know, you can they still have that's the thing. So it, it what it seems to me is it's 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 a. I think it annoys me because it's not so much the show because I can just go, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. It doesn't ruin the show for me. But what it is, I think, is it's a subconscious thing that I have about. I think it's sort of indicative of like TV and Hollywood at the moment where it's a bit mm. like I have a story to tell, but nobody gives a fuck uh, because it's, no one cares. So what I'll do is I'll take this existing IP and I'll, I'll just – like use it to tell my story and but it doesn't yeah. really matter the all the shit that's come before it because what's important is my my story it's like mm-hmm. eh, if you make a star trek show you should probably stick to the rules of a star trek show sure you know what i mean or make something else like yeah it know? and and i i get i get that perspective in spirit but are you going so far as to say that this season of Strange New Worlds isn't Star Trek? Oh no, not at all. Okay, no, no. But it just seems like I like I guarantee you, most of the people that have written episodes for this series haven't. Mm-hmm. They don't. I bet you that whole thing. I bet you this is my. This is why I bet money on it. Yeah, here we go. Someone read the script. Someone read one of the scripts, right? Yeah. Or the costume designer or whoever, right? Uh-huh. And even if it's not their fault necessarily, because the costume designer, to a degree, should be told little nuances like that, right? Sure. So Someone's read the script and they've referred to number one as commander. Like, uh, you know, okay, commander, you have the bridge or whatever. Right. Like, oh, she's a commander. Okay. Two stripes. Put two stripes on her sleeve. <laughs> no. No. Like, not realizing that they address lieutenant commanders as commander as well. Right. Right. Which is a weird okay. thing. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. Um, and that's always been a thing. Yeah. It's always uh, have commander data meet me in the blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Don't you mean lieutenant commander data? Like it's just always and lieutenant, uh, get commander LaForge, you know, and commander Wharf and all this when they're all lieutenant commanders, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just a thing that they say. So I would say it's probably like that. Someone's gone, well, oh, it says in the script she's a commander. Mm. <laughs> like it does and it doesn't. But that's where some would have gone, yeah, but she's a lieutenant commander. Yeah. Then yeah. you have the other hand. It's like, well, why isn't she a full commander? She's the first officer on the ship. She should be everything of to the, me. Is- of the flagship of the Federation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the See, Enterprise me- is, is the flagship, right? I, that's I'm not sure about. I okay. don't know. I don't know if it, I can't remember if it is in TOS era. 
I definitely is when Picard has it. Like the D is sure. is the flagship. Got it. I'm not sure about TOS because I think it's sort of there's a whole bunch like floating around. Sure. Um, it might be though because when Kirk gets mad, no, because then that doesn't make sense either. Because Kirk's first command is the Enterprise. Correct. Yeah, and that wouldn't so make sense that they would just give him walk flagship. In flagship. Well, knowing what we know now, he he spends a whole lot of time over <laughs> on the true. Enterprise. So so when he was up for promotion, they're like, "Well, hey, we could we could have you take command of the Yorktown, but we know you have so much yeah. familiarity with the Enterprise because you spent so much time there." Yeah, it's like, look, he's <laughs> going to be there anyway. Just give it to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. He already knows where all the cubbies are, and you know That's right, where, yeah. where, where the hallways lead, and all that. Yeah, yeah sure. He did a dance there in the hallway, you know. Right, right, um, right. So to me, like, there's there's a mistake where I go. There's three. There's three. There's three channel. I'll leave it at this. There's three channels of where the mistake has happened, or what is what is the mistake, right? Mm. So there's the mistake where Spock's wearing the right colored shirt, but he's got the wrong stripes. Okay. So they've just gone, he's a Lieutenant, but he should only have one stripe, but mm-hmm. we've given him one and a half or a thick stripe and a thin stripe. So is that, that's, that's a mistake there, right? Or there's a mistake where they've gone, well, number one is a Lieutenant commander, but she's got double, double thick stripes. So she has commander rank on her, sleeve but to me the mistake there is probably the lieutenant commander part of it yeah she should she should probably be full commander so and that's an instance where they're like the uniform is probably right but the script has let him down where they've said that she's lieutenant commander um then there's ortegas where it's like she's not only wearing oh lan is in the same category as spock yes right colored shirt wrong insignia on this this, she should only have the one stripe right um and again though they should be lieutenant commanders they're the head of their departments so correct yeah anyway whatever yeah instead (laughs) instead of all being uh lieutenants they should all be commanders they should all be lieutenant commanders at least yeah yeah yeah. um and and then ortegas is not only wearing she's a lieutenant she's not only wearing lieutenant commander stripes She's mm-hmm. wearing the red shirt where she should be wearing gold like Pike. Correct. Yeah. And the other lady that the navigator, I don't know her name, but the navigator that sits next to her quite often. Um she's always wearing red too. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's gold. <laughs> now, if you <laughs> if you fluff it away with some little half-assed line of dialogue or something where they say, Okay, well, this is in between the discovery blue uniforms and the full on TOS system. And they're still figuring stuff out because we know in the future, the colors swap. Right. Right. Because Picard and Riker end up wearing red and data and Worf and that wear gold. Whereas if they're in TOS, it would be a reverse, which they did Mm -hmm. in the DS nine episode where they go back into the, the trouble with triples episode. Yeah. They made a joke of it. Like Cisco comes out in the gold and they're like, aren't you wearing the wrong color? Like, yeah. no, no, no. It's, you know, um, so yeah. that's fine. So we know colors change, shit happens. They go to the monster maroon, like you said, yeah, shit changes, no problem. They go from having the black shoulders to red 
coloured bodies, and then they just go, no, we're just going to have the fucking strip on the shoulders, which is, you know. um, That's probably my favourite uniform after TOS is the Deep Space Nine ones. I like just the black suit with just the the shoulders, the coloured shoulders. I like that. And the the grey turtleneck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, like, the, the, the... before they went to the full on the first contact where everyone's wearing the gray. I like when yeah, just, which I, yeah. I don't like that one as much. I'm like, not a big I mean, fan of that. I, I like that it's more detailed, like, in, you know, cause mm. it's a movie. So it's like, you know, they threw yeah. more stitching into the shoulders and stuff like that. But like the color in the turtleneck doesn't pop as hard as the no. shoulders from, from the DS nine outfits do. They do yeah, look I, like they're all the same shirt. Like it's, which they all kind of are, but like, yeah. But um, so like, okay, so <clears throat> here's the excuse. Uh, you could say they're still in the early stages of figuring out the new, what do you call it? Um, department. Yeah. Colors and all this uniform stuff. code or whatever. Gold, gold is, is for command. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> command and, and the command and bridge crew. Um. Blue is the sciences, so obviously that's why Spock is blue and even the doctors because medicine. Um, and red is for operations. So all the operations of the ship, that's why Uhura is red because she's communications. Mm-hmm. Lan and security officers, that's why all the red shirts, that's why they're all That's why they're, <laughs> that's why they're all because they were the security guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then engineering. Engineering, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Pelia, she's wearing the red. Great. She should mm-hmm. hammer. He had red, you know, they're the engineers. Great. Right. Um, now, if you want to argue that in the early days of the colors swapping over, they figured, well, the, the helmsman and the navigator, they're operating the ship. They're kind of <laughs> operations. Should they be wearing red? Sure. Okay. But I want to see Kirk sitting in that chair as captain and uh-huh. Ortegas wearing a red shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> well, you know, since we know it's going to be uh, at least a couple years before season three comes out, I I wonder if there's going to be a thing where where somebody is listening to this podcast <laughs> or they see all of Greg's tweets and they get all That's of right. Greg's emails and it ends up being like a plot point in there where it's like and it. I, I could imagine it now. So somebody needs to write this fan fiction, but I think like, you know, they're on the bridge and it's just like, you know, they're having like this, uh, a clerk style litigation there at the, at the control saying like, well, we are kind of operating the ship, but Hey, but we're like in the command structure and it's like, and then yeah, Kirk says like, yeah, go put on some gold shirts or something that's like right. that. And, and there, and there it is. And that's, and that's how it happens. I mean, the shows already have, I mean, have you seen the credits? Yeah. The show has like 25 producers. Yeah. It's like unwieldy. It, it's, what do they do? Like, so I'll just, Paramount, just give me a producer credit. I'll be a uniform guy. Yeah, there you like, go. Hey, we've got this character. Where does he work? He's an engineer. <laughs> what rank is he? Henson. Right. Red shirt, no stripes. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's just what's in your inbox all the time where mm. it's just like, you know, they, they just send you like sample swatches or something like that where it's like, and it's like, no, uh, gold shirt, two stripes. <laughs> that's right. I mean, nope. Move along. Yeah, that's the other one. What the fuck is Chapel wearing? Yeah, I 
I'll I, give her the white. Right? She, she's she wearing a she wearing a slinky jumpsuit I, is what, she, what she's you, wearing. I'll tell you what, no problem with the white. She can wear that as ever long as she wants. No sure. problem. <laughs> Why has she got commander stripes? <clears throat> well, because she's she's the 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 commander of Bane Juice or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's real dumb. That's stupid. <laughs> the commander of taking lives. <laughs> and I don't think she's even technically Starfleet at the moment. I have to double check it, but I don't think she's Starfleet yet. That's why she's excited about her internship or whatever. The, the fellowship thing, yeah. Yeah. She's, well, gonna go she, she's and- excited to get in and some of that Roger Corby, if you know what that's I mean. Right. And I think you do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's nothing better than the Aussie Bush. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. Go get us canceled. But but What's she has name? a delta. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But 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 she has a delta shield though on, right? Uh I yeah, I think so. Okay. I got I'm not hundred percent on that. Don't get me wrong. She could very well be um like Mabenga, like proper Starfleet and everything. Gotcha. But she shouldn't be wearing commander stripes. Yeah, or right. if she, or if she is, like that's weird, <clears throat> because like she outranks Bones. My Bones turns up. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, it's it's not in the context of what what we're discussing here, but like of all of the Strange New Worlds characters, I'm I'm the most perplexed by what they're doing with Chapel. Now, don't mm. get me wrong, I like it because. <gasps> I, I like the performance. I like, I like what Jess Bush is doing and, um, and it adds retroactive depth to a character that was just really kind of in the background before, like, you know, mm. you know, kind of like, you know, Chapel's defining trait was that she was just pining for Spock all the time. And at least now that we, and, and it's so weird though, because like you could say that this kind of, you know, retroactively explains it, but it also kind of doesn't because as mm. we've seen, she's kind of over it, you know, granted because of like stuff that she learns from the future, but, yeah. you know, but then, but then it becomes like predestination paradox, like is what we see in TOS originally is that influenced by you know the the visitors from the future or yeah. not you know it's like it it's it it, get, it gets a little hinky in terms of like how you want to interpret uh the impact of time travelers i think too it's it's almost like like if you haven't watched like our friend um flo oh sure yeah who has been on your show before and she's been on a funny no tangent. And, you know, I remember a few years ago she did the whole, cause she's massive, massive star Wars fan. Like knows more about star Wars than anyone that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the books and the comic, like everything. Like how come there's a captain Antilles on the ship that Vader attacks at the start of star Wars. And then there's wedge Antilles. Are they related? And she's like, no, and here's why, blah, 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 blah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So for me, like, she's the uniform version. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can, yeah. Um, but she went back. She, she watched. She had never seen Star Trek before. Right. And she it was a few years ago, and she went and watched all of it. Yep. Like, 
and she watched it in in order, <clears throat> but in order of like as it was broadcast. Yeah. So she went and watched TOS, then she watched the animated series, then, um, you know, like the movies up until uh, probably either just before or just after Undiscovered Country because Next Gen had started in 87 and actually so she would have started watching Next Gen and then watched Final Frontier in 89 you know what I mean? So she watched yeah, it like yeah. that. Even so far, because she was telling me, even so far as she went onto Wikipedia and was checking like broadcast dates so she would watch like Next Gen and Deep Space Nine episodes. So it might have been like season four of uh, of Next Gen and then season one of Deep Space Nine and then wow. back and forth. And, Deep, and then Deep Space Nine and Voyager were crossing over. So it was like, no, no, Deep Space Nine was on Tuesday. So I had to watch that episode before Voyager season two and, down to this crazy like serial killer detail. That's unreal, <laughs> man. I mean, I mean that that's kind of where we're at with like the Marvel Netflix stuff. Like we're 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 gonna go back and give it another go. And the way yeah. it's set up on the Disney Plus, it's like Daredevil mm. season one, two, and three, Jessica Jones season one and two, Luke Cage season one, and, and, and it's like just like one oh. shots. And you know, the yeah, and I'm like, like, oh shit, how yeah. does that go? I forgot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like so she she did it full on in order, and then of course, because I said, Oh, so did you watch Enterprise first? You know, if you're watching it from the start kind of thing. She's not, she, she watched, watched it as it came out on TV. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she got the full effect that everyone else would have had by going like, okay, now I know what Archer is referring to and the, these things are oh, cause we know what's coming and all that. So, but for someone, so she did it like that way. So for, for, for her, it wouldn't have made a difference, but I kind of feel sorry for anyone now who's then going to go or especially if this is their jumping on point, and being like, yeah, I never really watched Star Trek before, but I started watching Strange New Worlds. It's the prequel to TOS. I really like it. Oh, and I really like Chapel. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see what she does in TOS because then you're just going to be like, oh, she doesn't have to do anything. Right. Like, you know, like Spock, you can go on with, or Hura, you can go on with, you know, obviously Kirk. Certainly. Um, and, and I'm sure, like we said, they'll, they'll give us, they'll filter in probably more Scotty and we'll. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bones somewhere yeah. Um, just to say he's on the ship somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mabengas, I have to go home to my home planet or whatever, and off he goes. <laughs> we got to do yeah. another Coke run. And, uh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to be sent to jail for killing any number of people at any given time. Those ambassadors, those ambassadors aren't going to kill themselves. Right. You know? <laughs> or did they? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's where the M stands for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, Who could maybe? possibly know? <laughs> yeah, it's either it says for murder or mistrial or like yeah. maybe <laughs> mystery. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and I understand anyone that's listening. I understand it's an apostrophe. It's not doesn't stand for anything. It's his name. Uh, I, I <laughs> but it so like for instance, you, yeah. I just think like they're almost doing. Like they're they're doing really well with the Chapel character. Yeah. But then it's almost like a backhanded disservice because then you're going to go into TOS and she's just like, you know, Nurse Chapel, I need 100 cc's of whatever. Here, yes, doctor. 
oh look at Spock he's dreamy mm. and then like credits <laughs> like yeah she turns I mean, up for five seconds in the motion picture where Bynes mm-hmm. mentions that she's ah oh, here Chapel's an MD now God you know he's, he seems and then okay so she ends up becoming a doctor and then she's not even on the crew with the movies or anything it's just no she she ends up back on earth at starfleet headquarters during voyage mm. home because they're like oh man well we got to revert all the, you know divert all the power and she's like dude we need the power for the medical facilities yeah what and the i'm fuck? like right because because that's nurse chapel i get it yeah. i mean you know my eight-year-old brain was able to figure that one out mm. um but yeah, so it's, it's sort of it, weird. I would I would really hate for someone to sort of jump onto the show and be like, oh, you know, especially like this sounds terrible, but like especially like you know, young girls or women that are yeah, because let's face it, there's not many chicks watching Star Trek. Right. Um, so for someone to get in and go, yeah, I love it. This is my show. That's my character. Love it. What else you got? Nothing. Nothing. No. Yeah. Sorry. And you're not going to uh, get more Ortegas. We'll you're not going to get more. Whatever, unless they do a spin-off, a spin-off of the spin-off and like Lan and Ortegas and something go off onto another ship or something, but you know. That'd be fine. I have another idea too, which they could do time traveling stuff too, but you know, that's Ooh. maybe. Like who's to say they're not around because maybe they do the discovery thing. That's the only thing that sort of ruins that it. it's kind of already been done. Yeah, could, yeah. They could appear and then they're in if they do oh, legacy or something. Oh, they, they show could, up in legacy, dude. That would yeah. be rad. That that with, would be cool. With the resurrected Kirk, because we know that Kirk's in the uh what is it? Stop is it, it. it the Daystrom interview in the he's, he's interview. in the institute, yes. <laughs> he's there, he's in Project Phoenix. I know what that means. It's gonna turn into a bird. <laughs> exactly. Break cycle. Turns, turns Break out cycle all it is. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like all, all it is, it's it's just Kirk with the dark Phoenix powers. Yeah. Fuck yeah, there's a movie. <laughs> it's, oh, man. it's it, And it's all they do is just do like a poor version of, of dark Phoenix, but it's mm. just Kirk. It's Kirk, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we, we need to put him on trial because he did a light genocide with his Phoenix there you powers. Go. They bring back Kirk from uh, for in, the, in the Phoenix project and it's new Jim yeah. Carrey Kirk. And he's yeah, yeah. losing his mind and whatever the fuck. And it's like, there's only one other person we could get, but we're going to have to go back in time to get her. Yeah. The f- Section 31 steps in and it's like, well, all right, she's already had time travel experience. Let's go get her. And they go yeah. and, take her and they pull her out of the past and they bring her to the legacy timeline. And Ortega's the sneaky bitch. She comes with her. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... There you go. Then you have legacy and you have... Kirk oh off on his own thing. You can have Star Trek Kirk. We had Star yep. Trek Picard. You yep. have Star Trek Kirk, and he's got he's already got a first officer slash security person and a um and a helmsman woman. Right. Person. And and they, and they first just thing go he off. does is like, what the fuck is that red shirt? He's like, Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and then they go then they go off to uh uh Geordie's Space Museum and yep. Rock off in the Enterprise A. Someone's stealing the Enterprise. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I'm so so jealous. I wish I was a writer. And you can have Kirk as well. It's like, how are we going to steal the Enterprise? And you'd be like, don't worry. I've done this before. (laughs) 
Mr. Scott, the doors. Mr. Scott isn't here. And now, what? The doors, Mr. Scott, the doors. I, sir. He's been doing it the whole time. Like, he wasn't waiting for Kirk to just be like, and here we go. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. That, I do, Spock rules. that movie's the, great to bring it back to strange new worlds i did like sure. I, we're probably getting i don't want to jump too far ahead but i just quickly before i forget uh yeah i did like it when uh i forget his name mixed up is it boimer or boimler 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 yeah boimler Lur, says yeah. like oh boim boimler he's like it's the enterprise the 1701 dash nothing you know yeah and they're like what would be why would it be a dash yeah <laughs> why would there be anything after the dash all right well let's uh let's let's get the uh let's let's try to get back on track a little bit but i i'm i'm not hopeful we uh <laughs> we get into uh for episode two we get into a very classic star trek trope we get a classic courtroom episode in uh in strange new worlds episode two ad aspera per aspera and i really like this episode quite a lot i i'm mm. a fan of the the tense courtroom dramas like you know measure of a man uh the Drumhead. um I, I i'm sure there's a couple few others that that i can't think of off the top of my head a court martial obviously mm. um but like i um I really dug this episode and this would be one of those ones where uh, I'm surprised we've been talking for almost two hours and haven't mentioned uh, any, neither one of us has said the word woke. Uh, none of us has <laughs> talked about like conservatives that somehow like conservatives could be Star Trek fans too, which still baffles me. But like <laughs> if there was any material that those kinds of folks could point to, they could point at this and they mm. would be absolutely wrong because like the i i the the writing in this episode i i just thought was um was spectacular and i like i said i i i like a good courtroom drama i i felt like it was it was very well acted and this is a way to kind of you know resolve the whole number 1 uh, cliffhanger thing but the thing i want i, I want to um uh, say about this episode also and this actually goes to like one of the trailers for for season two of strange new worlds like i stupid stuff uh you know like i i i enjoy being pandered to you know it's like <laughs> if you can find a way to like mash some buttons and it's like you know the trailer opens and it's somebody ringing the bell for the for the court martial thing i'm like woo and it's like they've got the uniforms and they've got like all like the the gummy candy insignias and stuff but yeah. the thing that 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 made me kind of uh get have, have a little bit of a giddy chuckle is the thing where they're they're playing data off of these square discs where it's like you know they're going back to the old like three yeah. by five floppy disk type of things to where aesthetically that's one of the things that i really like about strange new worlds is like they they really kind of try to split the difference between 
that that retro futurism to where mm. it's like they're they're still trying to have it fit the aesthetic of of TOS but you can't do it straight across because like for contemporary audiences it won't make any sense. Mm. So they kind of they I feel like they do a really good job of hiding the outdated technology in a way that you don't notice it until somebody points it out, like with the data disks or the flip up communicators or the style <laughs> of the phasers. They have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I like that they they spend so much time on that. But like, yeah, as soon as I saw somebody plug in one of those disks and and even, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of kind of. Uh, uh, going on a tangent but like even in some of the latter episodes more of the classic tos ambient noises are coming in mm. like a lot of, like the boop 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 and you know just the lighting, like the lighting, the lighting the as well it's starting to look more like you look at the series last year and i was like well sorry in season one yeah and i was like okay yeah it's the okay it's the bridge of the enterprise if you if you tell me it is like sure. spock's station kind of looks like it's just new and more money and modern. That's fine. Right. Um, He's got the eye thing. These, and, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not one of these people that's like, well, how come it looks different? I was like, because of fucking money. That's why. And it was shot in the 60s. That's why it looks different. That's like the yeah. whole Gorn thing doesn't bother me at all. Sure. Like, you know, how do they become slow? It's because some dude in a fucking suit, he probably couldn't see and couldn't breathe. Like, right. <laughs> you know. And also, like, don't fucking punch Bill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. move, move slowly. Don't punch Bill. You'll get fired. Oh. Yeah. So, so just, you know. A lot but of swiping. A, a lot of swiping. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but there's a, there's a million ways around the whole Gorn. Oh, sure. Quotes issue if it's a problem. There's a hundred ways around that. But yeah, right. there's, um, the I noticed that the, towards the end of maybe. Either that, or I've just gotten used to it. But the 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 set is really starting to look like TOS. Yeah, like the bridge. It's like it's got more of the red is more pronounced now, and and like mm-hmm. the the lighting and stuff. So yeah, it looks it's starting to really look more like the TOS set. Um, and I noticed that. Yeah, I think oh, there was a couple of episodes as well. I might have been the singing one where um, Uhuru gives. Spock, one of the little floppy disk yep. things as well, and he puts it in the slot and it's like, yes, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So now I like that. That, Like you said, it was like they were – it was a little nod to the old school without sort of having to be slaves to it, like, you know. Yeah. Because it's like and, well, and, just and because it's- you didn't see them use this other stuff. Like just – sorry, just because you saw them use this stuff in TOS doesn't mean they didn't have these other things which our characters in Strange New Worlds just happen to be using. You know, it's right. like, like for all we know, Sulu's already on the ship. Right. You there know isn't I mean? anything like, that, yeah, there's, there, there's nothing, nothing to that say he isn't. It's like we just haven't seen him. It's a big ship, a lot of people on it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. So things like that, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he was here the whole time, yeah. Why does, why does Khan know Chekhov? Right. It was a big ship. We walked past him. Like just because we didn't see Chekhov in that episode, yeah. it's it's not found footage, you know. <laughs> like right, it's right, not, right. It's not. Let's watch Khan with a GoPro strapped to his head for, 30, <laughs> for for an hour. It's like, well, you just he ran across him for one of the for some moment, 
in that episode. We just didn't see it, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I, I have one little nitpick about, about this, uh, this, this particular episode, which, which again, I, I, I liked quite a lot. And I think mm -hmm. this episode kind of starts to establish the pattern that we'll kind of see throughout the season. It's like, you'll have like one type of episode, then you'll have another type of episode. Mm. The, the tone for, from a certain point of view, one of the criticisms you could say about Star Trek, strange new world season two is that the tone is aggressively uneven. I, I like the uneven tone because mm. that's what episodic television is supposed to be. So, mm. um, I, I do think that, later down the stretch the swings get a little too um much but but like you know taking a the adventure of the uh the first episode broken circle and have this like you know tense taut uh courtroom drama type thing i i think i, I think is is, is a, a good move in the right direction but like random nitpick like so they're they're really trying to 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 make um uh uh captain battelle happen and so i mean i i guess she's a recurring guest star and you know so like that's pike's girlfriend that's pike's, pike's girlfriend yeah, right. so okay. basically so so she's the one who comes over to enterprise and says well hey we need to take una into custody mm. that's right yeah yeah so I couldn't why, remember the character's name, but I know who you mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Mrs. McMurray for for you, Letterkenny fans right. out fans, fans <laughs> out there. <laughs> Which incidentally, I I saw this lady in all of season one, and it wasn't until that that courtroom episode, you know, second episode in, where buddy of mine at work, he's like, "Well, that's that's Mrs. McMurray." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Mm -hmm. I mean, because I I watch Letterkenny, I like Letterkenny. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Now I can't unsee it. Um, <laughs> it it's acting, folks. Acting, folks. Pe people can uh, inhabit two vastly different characters. Yeah. Um, but but why why is she the prosecutor? That like, it, so she's a she's another starship captain, and she mm. just. I don't know, just happened to be the, the person that was tasked by Starfleet to to bring her in. Um, I mean, the the answer to it is that, like, well, she's a she's a recurring cast member. So but I don't know. Yeah. That, that, I yeah. just another, another thing as well, they may have been trying to duplicate that measure of a man thing as well, where you had like Riker mm. had to prosecute against data. Right. They chose Riker as the so you had Riker versus Picard in the courtroom setup because Riker had to um what was his name Maddox something like that um is that his name oh. anyway the the doctor guy right the doctor scientist guy that was like Data's not real he's a fucking robot it's just a piece of machinery that acts like a person. Which, like, I gotta say, he's he could be right. <laughs> like, he's not really sentient. He's just, it's just very. He is fully functional. Yeah, that's right. Um, but he had to represent him. I'm gonna say right. Maddox until I think it's. Yeah, I it's it's Commander it. Bruce Maddox or Maddox. There you go. There you go. 
yeah, it's Maddox for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, just depending upon your regional pronunciation, right. he's not he's not the multiple man. He's not Jamie Madrox, though. That's somebody else entirely. No. Down here, the toilets flush the other way, and you say Maddox. Uh, I love it. I love it. Rhymes with addicts. Um, so he had to represent Maddox, and uh, Picard was the defense. For, for data. So maybe they were trying to do something like that as well. But then it does seem strange that, yeah, you would be like, let's just get start the Starship captain to, like, don't they have lawyers? Well, they have some lawyer. space lawyers because you, you have the, um, the, the evil Vulcan admiral, <laughs> you know, so you got, you got that guy. So, With, uh, oh, now I'm blanking from, Oh, the, the 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 bald guy, the the oh yeah, sorry, in this show, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh yeah, sorry, in in this episode, uh, uh, I was trying to think of yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I don't know, it's strange, unless it's because it's maybe it is like a, a thing where, well, it wasn't on the ship, so I was going to say like it, because it's on the ship, it's like a, you have like the drumhead situation and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. You make, you make do with the crew you've got kind of thing. And in this situation, we don't have lawyers and barristers and, and judges and whatever. So your captain has to become this, which means your first officer is that and blah, 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 blah. But they were on whatever planet they were on. Right. Um, they weren't on the ship. But yeah, I mean, like you said, real reason is, yeah character tension yeah well and that's the thing because that 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 puts tension between she and pike yeah and so which which is fine i mean Mm. i'm 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 all i'm all for that um i I, did wonder that you were talking about pandering before uh, i do feel that like i don't know whether part of the reason i preferred season two to season one was maybe because it did feel a little bit less like quote unquote woke um which is said which is weird because star trek technically has always been like yep. that but not to the degree where it, like lately it felt like and a lot of stuff like where it's it didn't feel progressive to me it felt like more like pandering and more like yeah. finger pointing like look what we're doing dc do you see that? Yeah. Do you see our cast on Discovery? Like there's only yeah. one white guy. There's only one white guy in the whole show and he's right. gay. Like there's no white men, there's no straight white men on our show. Did you see it? Do we get a badge? Aren't we awesome? I'm like just fucking right. write your story. Like I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I don't think Discovery's yeah. any better or any worse for the fact that there's no straight white man in the right. cast at all. Even like you go, oh, well, there's Saru. It's like, yeah, but it's a dude in a suit. Yeah, like that that, that doesn't count. <laughs> so, and now if you look at Strange New Worlds, if you don't count Spock, if you say, well, Spock's a Vulcan, all right, let's pretend he's not a white guy. All right, you got Pike, <clears throat> and that's it. That's it. You got second in command, whatever the fuck rank she is. Number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woman. A- actual and X-Men. <laughs> that's right. And then you got, even then you got, um, and then they got, Hammer was in charge. He was a guy, but again, right. alien. All right. Um, 
replaced by a woman. Mm-hmm. And then you got, uh, and then the other, um, obviously Uhura. Sure. Woman and minority as well. Mm-hmm. So we're ticking off all the bingo cards, you know, right. as well if we're if we're doing it that way. And then and then you got Lan and Ortegas. So not only are they women, but again, minorities. Right. Right. So and that's cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But it did seem a little the first season did seem to be a little bit like here's our hero shot. I feel like look, look at these women, the girls get it done. You know, like, <laughs> sure. like, who cares? I don't give a fuck. Just do it, you know? Or season two just seemed to be like, Pike's off doing something, okay? And number one's in charge, and she's like, Ortegas, I need this. Lan, I need that, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Spock, have you got this happening yet? Yeah, hang on a sec, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Spock's following orders. Yeah, he's following orders because number one, well, apparently outranks him. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'll step out of the way for the powerful female lead, you know? Like right, right, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I don't, it's not enough. I wouldn't, I'm not pointing the other way, but like, just do it. Don't, don't do it and then go see what we did. Like, just do it. And I think that's the difference is, you know, in, in the messaging and the virtue signaling, like, you like know. Voyager, like Janeway was the captain and they just went, oh, fuck, we got to. Janeway's the captain. Okay. And all the yeah. media and stuff around it was like, the oh, first Star Trek captain and blah, 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 and all this stuff, you know. The media and, and the and the promotion and all that stuff, they did all that. That's fine. Yeah. But the show, like Janeway just turns up and she's the captain. And there's yep. one little instance at the start, I think in it's in the first, it must be the first episode, yeah, because it's, um, I don't know if it's Paris, but Harry Kim is definitely mm-hmm. there. So I'm assuming Paris is with him anyway. There's two of them. And they're like, she's like, okay, I want this done and blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh, yes, sir. And he goes, oh, um, yes, ma'am. And she's like, yeah, I don't really like that either. And she, he's like, oh, how do I, what do I call you kind of thing? And he goes, and she just says, yeah, I like Captain. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So they just call her Captain. There's no, a lot of times they're still like, I know Paris than that. They'll still say yes, sir. But that's uh-huh. Paris being a smart ass. Um, but is it, and then it was just like, yeah, okay. Janeway's the captain. And off they went. And it was, but it was never like, let's head off to sector 487 and smash yeah. the patriarchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, yeah, second just, start just, to the right and smash the patriarchy. Yeah, that exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just, just do your show. And then the same show that had the female captain had seven of nine. Uh, right, right. So it was like, uh, can you do both? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, some people were tuning in for one thing and some people were tuning in for the other. So mm-hmm. I feel that season two of this show, just they just made the show. And yeah, it just happened to be characters in charge are the characters who are doing like, and that's fine because they're good characters yeah totally and one of the things that that you know like we were, we were talking about like you know virtue signaling and stuff like that one, one of the very um subtle things that still remains in strange new worlds kind of a carryover from the you know from previous star treks is that you know the that that sir is used as kind of like a, a gender neutral term you know, mm. ev- everything is yes, sir. 
um, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I, I hadn't noticed that until a, a conservative person that I, that I know from work pointed that out to me. It's just like, oh yeah, it's like that, that's been gender neutral from, from the start. And at, at a time where discovery has like a, uh, uh, non-binary character and they they make mm. like like a multi-episode story arc out of it um mm. it, it's fascinating that in the same stable of star trek production that nobody has come after those non-inclusive terms that kind of thing that's i'm, go, I'm gonna yeah. get off my soapbox before i <laughs> no, get canceled but like it's it's funny though how different it, it's become and i that's my the theory i was alluding to before yeah is I think season three of Star Trek Picard really like woke, not to use the term, <laughs> yeah, pun, for lack of really better term, sure. Gave a, like a, a wake up call or woke yeah. up a bunch of people to being like, oh, okay, maybe if we just do the show, it people will like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> just, do, just do your show. Have all your... Have your diversity and have all your like progressiveness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. No, no problem. <clears throat> like we said, Star Trek's always done it. Mm-hmm. But just do it. Don't if you do it's like if you to me it's like, you know, like, oh, I started the fire and then I put the fire out and then I went, Hey guys, I put out the fire. <laughs> yeah. You, so? Like you don't get a medal for that, you right. know what I mean? So right. I, I, I just feel it. Yeah, I, I did wonder though, with the episode, the ad, what is it, ad aspera, whatever. Uh, ad, ad astra per aspera. Yeah, ad, ad asna forever. Ad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on the poster. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I did wonder a little bit when the lawyer was going on and on about like. To, you know, because she's the same alien as number one and all this, yeah. of like, you know, our rights and this, our rights and blah, blah. I wondered if did some people, because I, I felt a little pandering to me, like a little bit yeah. of just like, I can't, like, I get it. It's just like, it did feel a little bit heavy handed. But then I wondered, were there a whole bunch of people back in 66 being like, I get it. His half of his face is black. And his half of his face is white, and the other guy's face is white, and there's black. Yeah. I get it. Fucking, it's not the same. Like, you know, I wonder if there were people then being doing that too. Maybe. Like, you know, like, I, I would love to see that. Like, like, uh, you know, a, a Twitter 1966 where it's just like yeah. all cap. We get it. Yeah, I get it. The Riddler is meant is the same as yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Just not, Racism you know. is bad. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh man! Because you wonder, you um, never know. Like you, oh fuck, I get it. These fucking hippies and they, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But having said that, though, I I did like that episode because I'm a big um, I like, I'm probably the only guy I know that likes, or that of my friends down here and all that 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 I know that like liked, uh, courtroom dramas. Mm-hmm. Like I watched used to watch the practice when it was on and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then nice. we had Boston Legal, which was just the wacky version. They're like, oh, it's like the practice, but it's the wacky version. And Shatner's in it. Oh, fuck, I, I was going to say, I, I would assume that you were a Boston Legal fan. See, I I learned about Boston Legal, though, 
because I was watching the practice and shouting yeah. guest stars on in the last season of the practice mm-hmm. as Denny Crane because he's Alan Shaw's lawyer when he gets fired right. from the practice. And then yep. it was like, oh, yep. we're making a spin-off with those characters. And I was like, oh, awesome. I'll watch that. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of any legal sort of dramas I tend to watch. So, Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So this was sort of – this was good. It was Star Trek and kind of courtroom stuff, which was cool. Yeah. And, and again, it feels like that, that, that classic – meat and potatoes um legal Mm. drama where it's got like twists and turns and and i i just like the uh you know using like actual like textbooks and stuff like yeah yeah i i thought that was uh i thought that was really cool and it'll be it will be interesting to see if we see this uh nira character again um, because like I I don't know if the actress is like somebody who's somebody because like she the the character is kind of presented in a way almost like it's a stunt cast but yeah. you don't know what the stunt is it's like mm. is that is like is that somebody I should know you know that I mean See, like, like you know if you bring in like you know Frank Gorshin to be the the uh, the that's right the dude with the, See, I, the I didn't on know the left who, side of his face I didn't know who, was it Megan the Stallion or whatever her name is I didn't uh-huh. know that I didn't know who that was until she turned up in She-Hulk and everyone was oh, just like funny. this is ridiculous why is she twerking I'm like why who's that and they're yeah. like oh okay uh, Lizzo I didn't know who Lizzo was until she turned up on Mandalorian no idea gotcha. They did feel a bit like that of like, look who it is, kids. And they're like, um, it, it, okay, I'm glad I'm glad is. I'm not by myself on that because it, it felt like it's like mm. and guest starring. Um, yeah. so yeah, so I, I honestly, I, I don't know if that person is somebody who's somebody, um, mm. you know, recognizable from something else, but like, I mean, again, I, I, I like the character, I like that, I, I, I like anybody who is brusque against Starfleet. I, yeah. I I like when characters are there to kind of like take the piss out of out of out of the Federation a little bit, and that mm-hmm. you know to kind of as a reminder that the Federation and Starfleet is is not as entirely virtuous as Gene Broddenberry would have us believe. There's a whole theories of how like the Federation is like a full on um, like fascist dictatorship. And oh sure like just, we've only ever seen it from the inside so it appears uh-huh. to be rosy and happy whereas if you look at it from everyone else's point of view like the romulans or the klingons or whatever it really is like full-on like nazi germany type mm-hmm. of thing <laughs> like we make Wait. the rules we'll decide the borders we'll share technology with who we say we can um mm-hmm. we'll interrupt the the natural progression of this species of this planet if we want to but we'll tell right. everyone that we don't, um, you know, like, yeah, oh, what's yeah. that? Our, our, our best officer that we have broke all the rules uh, and should be thrown in jail for the yeah. rest of his life for what he did. Mm, let's demote him <laughs> and give him a ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take away another ship from a completely different captain yeah. and crew, reskin right. it as the ship that he blew up, and say, "Here you go. Thank you for your service." That's right. Yeah. Hey, try not to wreck yeah, any timelines on your way to the parking lot after stealing it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, the theft like, of is, Federation is, property. <laughs> Destruction of Federation property, the aforementioned USS Enterprise. <laughs> yep. Oh, my Shatner's, gosh. That man's a criminal. Shatner's, Shatner's books um, hint at that a lot, too. Yeah. Shatner's Kirk books. <clears throat> yeah, there's that, a lot of stuff for the, the Federation that's like we're doing this now, and it's like, oh, you shonky motherfuckers! Like, there's mm-hmm. some sneaky shit going on. Mm. It, I'll be interested to see if any of that is explored in the Section Thirty One movie that mm. that maybe they're still going to do. Mm. I think they're still going to do it. Um, I mean, who knows now? But like, you know, they announced it, so I, I don't know. I'm surprised like, they were like, "We'll do it as a movie." I'll be like, "Just do it like a six episode show or something like that." Like, it it may two hours, and it's like, mm. yeah, it may just come down to um, there. There was a time where uh, Michelle Yeoh was somebody that you could just pick up on the cheap and put into your streaming series for a few episodes. Yeah, true. That lady yeah. is now an Academy Award winner. So, mm. um yeah, I, maybe uh maybe a little harder to come by. So maybe yeah. maybe in terms of like availability or cost or um or whatever's. Um but you know, we we were talking about like the being willy-nilly with the prime directive one of one of my favorite sequences in this episode is when they're uh uh cross-examining admiral april and mm-hmm. and i i don't i don't know this actor but it's like yeah yeah <laughs> so and and really the only thing that contradicts is the animated series yeah. because he he hasn't shown up in canon anywhere else so it's like i I like that that's a character that they're using. I love that they're blowing mm. the dust off of like these, you know, um, you know, kind of dead end nowhere characters that like, you know, it's like, I've got a couple books on my shelf that, that like, you know, Captain April shows up, you mm. know, that, that kind of thing, like, you know, strangers from the sky or whatever, whatever the hell else. And um, he's, always, you know, he's always on those lists. Like you always see the enterprise lists. Like yeah. The captains of the enterprise. And it's always, April's always at the top. It's always, oh, Archer. It's always like Archer, April, Pike, Kirk, and then, you know. Uh, and then everybody uh, else. The Harriman. Yeah. And I, then, I, I, have a, I have visual aids. I have visual aids. Har- Harriman had to be. Which sounds great as I'm getting no, tangled up. That's who I was thinking, Garrett. This, Garrett would have been a, this would have been a lot better. This bit would have been a lot cooler if I had this stuff closer, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I have. I have. A poster uh, there you go. with with uh, with my various uh, oh, yeah. the the glare is catching that very badly. So so yeah. yeah 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 exactly. So so I picked this up from a from an artist named uh, uh, JJ Lindell, and he's he's been doing like all of mm. the uh, episode posters as well. Oh, cool. I mean, uh, nobody could see this since a podcast, but maybe I'll, I'll I'll repost it. But like, I just uh, it's it's a poster for Star Trek Legacy. And I just I really like the composition because it starts up at the top with the NX-01. Um, oh, in the 25th century, names mean almost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously, you know, it's a thing on on a, on Star Trek Legacy. But like you start with Archer, then you show kind of side by side. You have Pike and April. Then you have Spock, um, Kirk, Harriman, um Rachel Garrett and uh, of the Enterprise C. Enterprise C, yep. And then you get uh, Picard, Riker, Worf uh, for you know the C, D, and E respectively, 
mm-hmm. and then um uh poor uh, poor shelby who just uh, yeah. gets to ca- yep. uh, Captain the Enterprise F before getting horrifically murdered by That's space right. millennials, yep. by, by those Gen Z kids, just gets phasered to death, like, immediately. Yep. They're under, under control of the woke mind virus. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell you what, though, is, the uh, reason... Is Jellico on there? No, which oh. technically he should be. Now, it's funny because the artist put out a... a and a not an amendment but like and, um, in a Deckard. in a twi- and Deckard exactly um I mean I can understand no, De- why Decker. he's not- <laughs> yeah exactly and so like he put out like a thing on Twitter that says okay we excluded this person this person and this person um mm. but the reason why I bought this poster it's so funny you're going to laugh at me so much down here in the corner you probably can't see it because of the glare but uh there's a there's there's my dude Captain Shaw down oh, in yeah, the there he is. It down in the very bottom corner in in darkness, kind of obscured. Yeah. But like, I, I appreciate that inclusion because he is technically a captain of the Enterprise uh, by uh, by proxy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because they turned the Titan into the Enterprise. They, tur- they? they turned the Titan into yeah. into the Enterprise G. So, but um, right. hmm. um, so he was captain of the ship, but just had a different name. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think I think that counts. I I think he gets in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I, I would, I would, I would let in uh, Captain Liam Shaw before I would let in uh, uh, Will Decker. That, uh, <laughs> that, 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 uh, that, that, um, that dude is problematic retroactively. Yes. Yeah. It's like let's let's not talk about. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello. That's a dude that needs to get put on trial in a in a Star Trek tribunal. All right, and unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to leave things for right now. But do not worry, me and Greg will be back to discuss the remaining episodes of Season 2 of Star Trek Strange New Worlds real soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. But in the meantime, you can follow Greg out on Twitter, at GregT13. I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Uh, This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, live long and prosper and make good choices. 